You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, We are back with another episode of From the Rafters. Sam and I are here on a Monday recording after a little three-game stretch, I think, since the last time we spoke, or maybe a two-game stretch. But uh, Celtics are currently about to wrap up their West Coast road trip uh, and are right now two and two. uh, Two tough losses to, I think, the teams a lot of people expected the Celtics to beat. So that's a little bit upsetting. But uh, what do you make of the road trip so far, Sam? Um, it's really weird just cause like you say, they're, they're beating teams that they shouldn't be beating, but then they're losing to the other teams. And I mean, <clears throat> there's not a whole lot you can really do about that, but yeah, there's like, I don't know. It's, it's frustrating for sure. When they lose a game like yesterday, when they just couldn't shoot. Mm-hmm. And I think this is really when you start to feel uh, the fact that they're missing Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, because then you got, obviously you got guys like, you know, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and then on the Kings, you got De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, all guys who, or at least Fox and Halliburton, who you feel like you should be able to guard. But it just makes it that much tougher when you're missing, clearly, your two best wing defenders on the team. So when you're missing guys like that, it's always going to make the defense harder. And then, you know, the other team's obviously going to have an easier time scoring if you're missing guys like Smart, so... I think that's where the Celtics really started to feel that absence. Hopefully, Marcus will come back soon. Hopefully, Brown will come back soon. What even happened, man? I, I, I'm I'm not sure if I saw what happened. Did it happen in game, or was it like some freak thing? Do you know? I I don't know. I think he just might be like he might have gotten um. I think he just tired, fatigue on his knee, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, I guess so. Hopefully, it's nothing serious. I mean. Missing one game was one thing. Misses, missing a second made me a little worried, but hopefully, yeah. hopefully, he'll bounce back. I'm not, I'm not too concerned. It's just you know, at, at what point do you start getting worried that there's something more wrong there? But uh, uh, but yeah, in these past few games, obviously Celtics lost to the Kings, beat the Clippers, then lost to the Suns again on Super Bowl Sunday. Shout out Tom Brady. That's absurd. Not a football podcast, but that's just ridiculous right there. Um, and in that game. A lot of people are calling for Kemba's head in the past few games. Obviously, he played well against the Clippers. He helped close that one out. But Suns and the Kings, a lot of fans, or should I say Facebook fans <laughs> in particular, are calling for him to be traded. Uh, what do you What do you want to say to those, you know, Kemba haters? What do you want to say? And then we'll, we'll talk about Kemba for real, but do you have a message you want to say? Yeah, I didn't think Kemba say? was great at yeah. all. Right, He absolutely could have been better. Mm-hmm. But, uh... I mean, it's not always going to be perfect. Guys yeah. have off games. Tatum has had off games before. Mm-hmm. I remember he was like 2 of 18 against Dallas last year, but no one really talked about it because um, it wasn't it wasn't a loss, you know. Mm-hmm. So is it just like you think he just got to get his rhythm back at this point, or is there something else wrong? Um. I still think he has to get his rhythm back. One thing that's weird to me is, though, he's getting blocked, like, a whole lot. Mm-hmm. He's not getting any calls. 
I don't know why he's all of a sudden getting blocked all the time. Yeah, I guess you could say that's concerning. Mm-hmm. He's not getting many calls at the rim either. The Celtics in general seem like they're not getting many calls. Like Jalen Brown, I remember, was complaining about it a few games ago. But whenever Kemba drives to the rim, he's used to getting these calls, but he's not getting anything this year. So maybe he's adjusting to that, taking different shots. But against the Sun specifically, it seemed like the Celtics just like – didn't want to drive to the rim at all. Like, especially when Tatum wasn't in the game, it seems like nobody was getting to the paint. It was all jump shots, which was frustrating because I think that's what a lot of people were angry at in that Heat series last year in the Eastern Conference Finals. But as soon as Tatum checked back in the game, he just drove to the paint and kicked it out and got an easy bucket for the team. So I don't know why the mentality shifts so drastically when there's no Tatum. Obviously, Tatum's good at driving, but... You have other guys that can do that too. Kemba can drive. You know, other guys can drive. You can pick and roll and stuff. So why is it when Tatum comes out of the game, the team's focus just shifts completely to just, okay, huck up some jump shots and hope for the best? Like, why do you think that is? I don't know, man. I'm I'm getting real sick of them not being good, like, for the entire game. Like, it's really, really annoying. Mm -hmm. It's annoying when you watch the game and, like, they play fine or – a quarter, two quarters, three quarters, and then they shit the bed in the fourth quarter. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what else to say about it. It's frust, it is frustrating for sure. I don't know what they're going to do to change it. It's been happening all year. If they want to win. They've got to, they've got to hmm. figure it out. Yeah, I agree. So just to clarify, you're not one of the trade Kemba people. That's what I'm hearing. Not yet. Not yet. All right. I'm starting to understand. Like I do. Like I. Uh, but like, yeah. what are you going to yeah. trade them for? Like, what are you going to do in a trade that's going to make them make your team better? Like that's that's where my thing is. Like, if you trade them for something that's worthwhile, then yeah, go ahead, trade them. But <clears throat> it's not a good look for the team if you do that. Like at all. I just don't get the trade people. Right? It's like they're what's it called? They're so focused in on trading people, but they forget that the other team has a say in the trade too. Like I'm seeing all over Facebook, like, yeah, I'd like to use the TPE here, but let's let's trade for Julius Randle instead. The Knicks don't want to trade Julius Randle. He's the first good like good thing that's happened to that franchise since Carmelo Anthony. And I know like I know your thoughts on the Knicks, but like realistically, right? He's the best player that's played there since Carmelo Anthony. Why would they trade him now? He's playing good basketball. And they're they're as a franchise playing the best basketball they've played in years. So why would they fuck that up? Like I've seen on Facebook, like yeah, let's let's trade Kemba for Beal. Why in hell would the Wizards do that? Like the, people on Facebook don't understand that the other team has a say in the trade too. It's not just the Celtics picking a player they want and just taking them. That's not how shit works. So I'm just you know <laughs> try to explain that to those who don't fully understand how basketball <laughs> works as a whole. Um, but no, yeah, I would tend to agree. You know, Kemba's struggling right now. I don't think there's any way to look around that. I understand why people are concerned, but you can see the difference he makes when he plays well, obviously, right? Because that Clippers game, he played well, and look at that, they won the game. So yeah, he came up big in the fourth quarter, but nobody will talk to you about that. Exactly. They'll just say, oh, man, like he had a really bad game against Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did, but like, so did a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So it's just frustrating when 
he plays bad, it's all negativity. But when he plays good, it's radio silence. So it's uh, it's impossible for him to get any sense of confidence. I mean, I I don't think he lacks in confidence. That's not the right word. He's just like ease off on him a little bit, right? He's been an all-star for years. He's been the star player for years. He's adjusting to a role and coming back from an injury. Give him a break. He'll get there, I promise. But in uh, more upbeat news, Peyton Pritchard's back on the floor, and he looks like he hasn't missed a beat. I mean, the man was great. What do you think? Yeah, he was he was big yesterday against Phoenix, for sure. I mean, he sparked a little bit of a comeback that they put together. Mm-hmm. Made some threes. He made some hustle plays on defense. But, you know, he wasn't amazing. You know, he was cold mm-hmm. before that. Yeah. Um, on fact, Friday, he was decent. Yeah. When he, he was, was cold. Three three. When he was cold, I, I loaded up Facebook for some reason. I, I think I was just bored during a commercial break and I clicked the app, right? And I see. So I think we can say everyone jumped the gun on Pritchard. Guy is not good. If you like two points a game with no assists or rebounds, he's your guy. This was during the Suns game, like the beginning of the Suns game. I was like, I was like, I don't know why you go on Facebook, Jack, to be honest with you. Like I muted all the Celtics groups that we're in. Well, I have to post in them and then every once in a while. Yeah, you can still be in it. No, I go to see see it. (laughs) I go to see how our posts are doing is what it is. And then I end up like seeing things around our posts and it's like that. But it, it, if it makes you feel any better, there were 23 comments and they were all just saluing this guy, like saying, okay, bro, you're so stupid. Like get, get out of the group chat, like roasting the shit out of stupid on that shit. Honestly, like they, I mean, you go on Facebook, you're just guaranteed to see something really stupid. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But no, yeah, Peyton Pritchard playing well. I mean, he he was clutch, and that's what he was all season before the injury. So I'm glad the Celtics have that back. And keeping on the topic of point guards, Carson Edwards, since the last time we talked, has been killing it. Well, he had a good game against the Clippers, but he didn't do much yesterday. Uh, You know, I would actually argue that. He missed his shots, but he was playing some solid defense against Devin Booker. There's only so much you can ask from him. And Devin Booker was making a couple shots. Well, one of the things that you would ask from him is to make his shots. Yeah, okay. That's Fine. that's kind of why he's out there. Yeah, yeah, okay. And he missed his shots, but I'm just saying, in terms of an overall game, he missed those two shots, unfortunate, yes. But he was playing solid defense, which is something you don't usually expect from Carson Edwards, especially against a guy like Booker. So I'm giving him props for that, because that was, that was really solid. But, uh, no, yeah, against that in that Clippers game, he was one of the main reasons the Celtics were able to win that game with no Jalen Brown, no Marcus Smart. He was hot. He got rewarded with his first career start against the Suns. Like you said, unfortunately, he couldn't keep up the same uh, hot streak. But it's nice to see some contributions from the guy like that. Uh, It's like, obviously, Carson's a very streaky shooter, and I think we saw that. Um, Do you think there's going to be any semblance of consistency from Carson ever in a Celtics uniform, or is it just going to be more of the same like this? Uh, Who knows? I mean, he's been better this year than he was last year. Yeah. I think that's safe to say. I think um, he's he's improved. So it's tough to really say he's not going to improve because he already has. And the more confident he is, the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's just a matter of making that first shot, which is funny because I know that's what everybody says at this point. But, like, the more he plays, the more he just it's just true, right? 
Like if he makes the first shot, he's going to pop off. And if he misses it, it's just, it's done. Right. And if he can get past that mentality, I think he'll be a much better basketball player. But for now, I think Brad recognizes that. And he's like, all right, if Carson makes that first shot, he's staying in the game. And if he doesn't, then he'll just, he he won't play much, but it is what it is. Again, though, still with the point guards, the man Jeff Teague had a solid game against the Suns. Yeah, he wasn't too bad, was he? No, I mean, he stuck to the three-point line for the most part. Um, he made two threes, and then he shot two of six uh, on other shots. So I guess it's not like he played amazing. The floater game and the layups still weren't really there. He had one nice layup off an assist from Grant Williams that was that was, uh, you know, I was comforting. absolutely shocked that it went in. Yeah, I was as well, but the floater game still wasn't there. But he was he was making better decisions overall, which was nice to see, right? Because in that in that Clippers game, it was it was ugly, man, right? Yeah, I mean, usually is with him. It, it, it he's not getting any better. He's like the opposite of all the other guys. He just gets worse. Yeah, he did have a good game against Phoenix, so you got to give him credit for that. But yeah, it is tough, tough to watch sometimes. You you got to think when Brad finally pulls him from the rotation, right? It's got to be probably when they're healthy. Hopefully, I mean they do like Jeff T. I will say, so that concerns me a little bit for like the fact of taking him out of the rotation. I don't know if Brad Stevens would do that because they signed him and Brad does like Jeff Teague. So I think Jeff, he knows how good Jeff Teague can be, but I think it's just he's just too old, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't see any point in giving him minutes over other people on the team. And I hope Brad sees that too. But again, I'm not the coach. We'll see what happens. Uh, speaking of signings, Tristan Thompson's finally doing what they paid him to do, right? It's, it's just since the last time we mentioned it, it's been consistent. So I'm hoping it stays that way, but he's been playing exactly how I think every Celtics fan expected him to play when he signed into ball uh, with the Celtics. Would you agree? Yeah, he's been a lot better lately. He hasn't been not getting boards, things like that. (laughs) Like he's actually doing, like you say, what they paid him to do, which is positive. Of course, like you, that's what you want from him. Of course. Mm -hmm. Um, there's not a whole lot more you can ask from him. He's not going to score a bunch of points for you, but he's getting rebounds. He's making good plays, and he is hustling. He does make hustle plays every once in a while, and you're like, "Wow, like he just did that. That's awesome." Mm-hmm. And the the jump hooks, I think, in my opinion, are still a little ugly. I don't love them. I don't love that shot, but they go in every once in a while, and so you can't complain too much, I guess. But I still don't think they're going in when he shoots it, if you know what I'm saying. So, uh, Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't have a problem with it. He does make a huge difference on that offensive glass, though. Like, better, more so than Cantor, even, I would argue. Like, he, he's – because he's – Cantor's a big body, but, like, Thompson's a strong body. Do you know what I'm saying, if that makes any sense? Like, obviously, no, Cantor's I, Yeah, I understand. He's He's more built. He's more getting in there, grinding with the other team. He's fighting for it, and he'll, he'll he'll have plays that don't stop in the stat sheet in the sense that, like, he'll fight for the ball and make it go out of bounds off of somebody else and keep it Celtics possession. And those are the plays that make the difference. So shout out to Tristan Thompson for doing stuff like that. 
He's killing the glass. He had 12 rebounds against Phoenix. No one talks about, but you know, he, he he's been playing well, doing exactly what the Celtics signed him for. So props to him. Uh, and then yeah. Tice continued. Tice's jump shot is so weird, man. It's like, he doesn't even catch it. He just kind of like, like floats it up in his hands and then like pushes it out. You know what I'm saying? Have you noticed that? Yeah. It's, it's it, yeah. I mean, it is buddy. He's playing really well this year. I don't know exactly what he's shooting from three. I can look it up right now, but I mean, this is exactly what you want from him. He's averaging nine and five. I, I don't really have any complaints about Tice this season. Do you? You shouldn't. Yeah. He's, he's been excellent. Yeah. I mean, he's shooting 55% from the field and 39% from three. I mean, oh, wait, no, that was his rookie year. I'm sorry. He's shooting 60% from the field and 42% from three. So even better than his rookie season, even better than what I was expecting. I mean, he is exactly what you want in a big man. Um, I know, I think even we were calling him expendable when Tristan Thompson was playing better, Rob Williams was playing better, and he was kind of having a rough start. But I think now that he's playing more... Excuse me. He's getting more minutes at the center position, which is what he's used to at this point. He's back to that Daniel Tice that we knew and loved from last season. And so hopefully he remains in that starting lineup. Actually, I don't even care if he's in the starting lineup. He wasn't in the starting lineup against the Suns. Just give him that playing time at the end of games, I think is what's important. Because him specifically on the floor with Kemba, right? That's a match made in heaven. Did you notice that? I was watching Keith Smith tweet about it too. Whenever Kemba's on the floor without Tice, it's ugly. So Kemba sort of needs Tice now, I think. Not to be effective. Obviously, Kemba can be, you know, Kemba whenever. But if you want to get the best from both of them, play them together. Would you agree with that? Um, I don't know. I, I still feel like Kemba's going to be all right. I, I really do. Mm-hmm. I think he's just getting his footing back. He hasn't been great. And I, I don't understand why he's getting blocked so much. That's the biggest difference for me that I'm like, why is this happening? It doesn't make well, any sense. I feel like a big part of it was like from what, like, how am I going to phrase this? When Thompson's in the game, right? Obviously Thompson's not hanging around the three point line. So that means his guy can easily come help when Kemba drives. But if you put guys in the game, like you have Grant Williams, Daniel Tice, you know, Shemi Ojale and, I don't know, Jeff Teague, right? You throw them in the game together. You put them on the three-point line. Kemba has all the space in the world to drive, and nobody's going to be coming into the paint. And then even if people do get into the paint, Kemba has options. But when you have Tristan Thompson there clogging the lane and, like, Javante Green in the game or whoever the hell was in the game, he doesn't have any options to kick it out to. Like, the corner's not occupied. you got to fill that corner for him to pass out to. you got to fill somebody at the wing in the other corner you got to have spacing on the floor if Kemba's going to drive effectively. Because if you, like you said, he's getting blocked a lot. I mean, the dude's six feet tall. Obviously, he's going to get blocked if there's multiple guys in the paint. That's just how it is. So you got to fill the floor with spacing if you want Kemba to effectively drive the lane. And Daniel Tice does that, and I think that's why he's been so effective with Kemba on the floor. But th- that's just my theory, I guess. Kemba's never really been someone to get blocked that much. Mm-hmm. Ever. Like... So something is different. I don't know. Maybe it's because they're not letting Tice seal guys. Maybe it's because he's a step slow. I mean, I I can't tell you why. It just is so weird. I'm seeing him get blocked almost every time up the floor. Every time he drives to the basket, he's getting blocked. It doesn't make any sense. 
Yeah, maybe he's just got to get his footing back a little bit. I mean, he's not getting many calls either. Like he went to the line. Let's see, t- one time against the uh, against the Suns, two for two from the line. Celtics didn't really shoot many free throws that game. Nobody really shot. Free Nobody throws. did. Yeah, both teams shot twelve. Celtics missed four shots, but I mean, they lost by nine, so it wasn't the end of the world. But yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, I think he's just got to you know get back into rhythm, play better. Uh, that's just really as simple as it is. He'll get it. I'm not worried. Um, who else? Oh yeah, I got to talk about my boy. I mean, Grant Williams is a sharpshooter now. Like he, he just is. That's a fact. Period. Yeah, he had a solid game yesterday. He didn't play a lot, like in the second half, though. Yeah, it was weird. I remember I was looking at the box score after because I was writing the recap and I was just doing my introduction where I say like, "Oh, this person scored this many points," you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Yep. And then like I was like. Grant only had 10 points, like the dude was going off. What, what happened? Yeah, I think he went cold from three. He he made two, and then he went cold. I think he, only, he was two for six on the game, so it was a little bit, you know, it, it's not exactly what you thought you saw. But he was bringing up some post moves that we saw at the University of Tennessee. I mean, he cooked Booker in the post. That was amazing, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a nice spin move on the baseline. And you can see he's improving his passing, too. Obviously, he had that one to T. He had three assists on the night. Grant Williams is exactly what you want from a role player. I mean, he's, and he started the other day, right? Started a power forward, and he fit into that lineup perfectly. And against the Clippers, I think it was, he hit a shot just, like, over somebody, right? Like, somebody closed out really well on him in the corner, and he just shot it with his their hand in his face, and he just nailed it. So if he can make those kind of shots, I am – completely confident in him hitting the corner jumpers, right? What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, him in the corner is fine. Uh, he's been consistent enough to where someone will get in trouble and they can pass it out to him. Hmm. Which is great because that's what they need guys to be doing when Tatum and Brown are driving. I, I don't know, man. I don't know why they're not being consistent offensively. It's It's frustrating to watch. And I hate when, you know, they can't get a stop in the fourth quarter. And they really need one, and it sucks. It really does. Mm-hmm. Grant Williams shooting 46.7% from three this year, which is absolutely insane. But, no, yeah, the offensive inconsistency, I don't really have an explanation for it. I mean, obviously, you can theorize as much as you want, but it's just guessing. It's just a guessing game then. But the only things I can see, obviously, Jalen Brown being out hurts, right? But even before that, it was happening with Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart healthy. So it's it's just really baffling why the Celtics decide in the fourth quarter they're going to, I don't know if it's resting on their laurels, it's just, you know, throwing in the towel, they're too tired from the third quarter, because they're great in the third quarter this year. Like, that, there's no other way around it. Obviously, you got the memes from the playoffs last season, but in terms of third quarter this year, they're statistically great, and they passed the eye test, right? Because that third quarter against the Clippers was phenomenal. It brought them back in the game. And then they just let the Clippers back in in the fourth quarter. Like, Ivica Zubac killed them in the post, which is not anything that should be said ever, right? Lou Williams is hitting some big shots from deep. And maybe it comes down to getting those offensive rebounds. Like, when Tristan Thompson's in the game, not in the game, I should say, the Celtics do struggle to rebound the ball, I, I feel, sometimes. So that that's an issue because Tice isn't known for his rebounding necessarily. He spreads the floor well. He plays solid defense, but he's not the best rebounder. So when you don't have a Robert Williams or a Tristan Thompson in the game, there's not 
anybody to fight for those rebounds, right? And so the Celtics do end up giving a lot of those away. But yeah, it was really know. tough. Yeah, um, they were giving up a lot yesterday to Aiton. That was one of the reasons mm-hmm. I don't think they were able to come back. Yeah, which is really fr- It's really frustrating, but at the same time, like it's what you're used to. You get used to it after a while, right? Like, oh, like they can't close games, they can't finish stops, they can't finish defensive possessions. Mm-hmm. It sucks, but I mean that's what it is. That that's what they're they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. The shooting just goes cold, and you know maybe you gotta get Neesmith hot, <laughs> get him shooting the ball a little bit, and he's playing fine, right? Before he just kind of stopped getting playing time. Was there a game that he played bad that you noticed, or is it just he's just not getting time anymore? Uh, he wasn't great in um, what game was it? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but Warriors game was it? Whatever the last game he played in, he wasn't, like, that great. Okay. I, I It just seemed like to me that he just was playing one night, and then he just stopped getting minutes altogether, which is weird. And I don't really know why he just kind of stopped getting minutes all of a sudden. But, I mean, he had the injury, actually, right? He got hurt briefly. Oh, that's right. He had, like, back spasms or something. I was like, isn't mm-hmm. back spasms like a fake injury? I remember that. Yeah. Very weird. He he played in the uh, the Lakers game. He went over two in eight minutes. That was that's what it was. But he played good defense, right? I remember him guarding LeBron briefly. He got a steal. It's just I don't know. I don't know, man. Very weird. I'll never understand the thought process that goes through uh, Brad Stevens' head. I guess it's not for me to understand. It's for me to watch and analyze, but. I don't know how the rotations are done. It's just, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Um, Let's see. What else has happened since we last spoke? Uh, obviously, that Kings game was very frustrating. Uh, you got guys like De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton just killing it. What was the key to stopping that? Was it just... Was that a lack of offense or a lack of defensive stops there? Defense. The issue? They, they don't play any defense in the fourth quarter. Yeah. That's why they keep losing, because they can't buy a stop. That's why they lost yesterday. I was writing the recap, and literally, like, I'd be like, uh, like, I would write, like, oh, Pritchard drilled a big three, and then, like, five seconds later, as soon as I was done, somebody makes a shot for Phoenix. Like, if you're going to win games and you're going to come back, you have to be able to stop the other team, and they don't do that. They don't ever get any stops in the fourth quarter. The reason they won against the Clippers was because they stopped Kawhi a couple times down the stretch. That's why they won. If they didn't stop them, they lose. Do you for think whatever was... reason, there's like some disconnect for them this year that they can't do that. Is it? Do you think it's an energy thing? Are they missing rotations? Are they not getting rebounds? Like, do you, do you see any specific issues, or is it just the defense overall just kind of sucks? The most notable one I can tell you is rebounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not getting rebounds to close out possessions. Just look at yesterday. They would yeah. they would get somebody to finally miss, and then Aiton would grab an offensive rebound, or somebody would finally miss, and you know they would it would be a tip. Like it's very it's very frustrating to watch when they just can't stop anybody. They can't finish out defensive possessions. That's not how you're going to win. If you want to yeah. win, that's that's how you have to do it. You have to stop people. Simple yeah. as that. Yeah, I mean it, it's frustrating to watch as a fan. I assume the guys are frustrated, right? Like. Obviously, they're not giving up. It's just like something's not clicking. 
So you got to imagine they're frustrated with themselves that they haven't been able to close some of these games out. Like the Suns game, they could have won. The Kings game, they should have won. Clippers game, they came away with. And then that Lakers game was tough. I think the the Lakers game was one of their better games of the season in terms of like losses, right? Like they were playing hard that game. It was just, you know, LeBron and AD are tough. You missed a couple shots. It's just, it is what it is. That's how stuff happens. That one they lost because the offense couldn't do anything until the final minute of the game. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, one or the other. I mean, they they can't just complete their their game. It, <laughs> they can't. It's too much out. to ask for them to play a complete game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really right. difficult. And now a quick word from our sponsor. I don't know why. Like I like you said, I, there's no explanation for it. They they should be able to. They have the pieces. And maybe once everybody's healthy, finally. I don't think they've played a game this season. Maybe once in that Lakers game where everybody was fully healthy. But that, even then, Peyton Pritchard was hurt. So I don't think they've had a game this season where everybody, like all, all important members of the rotation, have been able to play, which is no excuse. Obviously, you still need to close out games, but something to note when you think about it. Yeah, I saw today a Celtics blog post with um, they were saying the Celtics are actively trying to do things to make their team better. So that's good. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to give up because there's not a lot of things I do want to give up. But I mean, if you're really going to make the team better, they do. They, they, I think they genuinely have a chance to win this year if they're able to figure out how to close games. Because if you go back and like you just check all of their losses this year, let's go in order, right? Let's see. They lose to the Pacers because they can't close. They lose. Let's see. They came back. They beat the Pacers. They beat Memphis. They lose to Detroit. Because they can't close. And then they do close against Detroit. They win. Mm-hmm. And after that. You missed the Brooklyn loss. Uh, Brooklyn, they just got blown out. But that that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'd rather them get blown out, to be honest, and lose it because they don't close the game. Yep. Then they had the three postponements. Then New York. New York was. New York, they get blown out. Mm-hmm. And then Philly twice. Philly, they didn't close either of the games. Mm-hmm. They were in both of those games. And they played pretty well for a team mm-hmm. that was down Tatum. Yep, and then you got the Spurs. Spurs, they didn't close. Lakers. Sacramento, they didn't close. Lakers, they didn't close. And Phoenix, they just kind of couldn't Phoenix. get back into Phoenix, it. Phoenix, they didn't play well the whole game, but they still yeah. didn't close. Yeah. They were in it. They were in it. They 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 went down early, and they, they couldn't recover uh, the whole game, it seemed like. So, that's tough. And, I mean, even looking forward, they got Utah next. Utah's the best team in the league. Like, they're they're very, very, very good, which is – not good for the Celtics, especially just without like Jalen Celtics Brown. to blow them out. Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, they're nineteen and five right now. They have just an all-around good team. Obviously, you know, you got Donovan Mitchell as the star. You got Rudy Gobert there as a supporting supporting star. But as a whole, their team is just very good all around. Right? You got Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neal, Mike Conley, Bogdanovich. Like they have a very good supporting cast. Jordan Clarkson. It, it's just going to be tough to stop. They have a lot of weapons to deal with, so hopefully the Celtics can find the right pieces to guard those weapons. Slow them down a little bit. Hopefully Jalen Brown's back. That would help. Yeah, that hope he's all right. Least. I gotta imagine he's fine. I can't. I don't think it's that bad, right? Like it can't be. I don't know. Because if it was that bad, I feel like they'd be making a bigger deal out of it. Like they'd give a timetable for his return. But since they haven't even done that, I have to assume he'll be back within the next couple games, right? Yeah, they said he's trending in the right direction, whatever that means. 
they always love to do shit like that. Just give us some bullshit. Uh, I don't know, man. It's tough. It's tough. Um, let's see. You know, it was entertaining last time watching you get mad at Facebook people. Because I, I don't have anything else I wanted to bring up specifically. I thought, you know, we yeah, here we go. Something. Report multiple executives saying that the Boston Celtics are quote unquote up to something. Where'd you see that? NBA Central on Twitter. Shut up. Oh my god. That's, That's so the most funny. Celtics thing. They're up to something. <laughs> that I love that. That's I the most Celtics thing I've ever seen. They're up to some bullshit. And they don't like it. Let's see. The Boston Celtics are searching for upgrades at the wing position after losing Gordon Hayward. According to the Ringers, Kevin O'Connor, multiple executives believe that the Celtics are up to something. A uh, quote from O'Connor, uh, or he wrote this, Late Saturday evening, I received a flurry of texts from multiple executives around the league who said the Celtics were up to something. What they're up to is unclear, but the league sources have long said Boston is searching for upgrades to bolster its wing and big man position. So that, that helped. I almost feel like they need to upgrade point guards. Like they just need to like consolidate like Teague, Carson Edwards, Tremont Waters, and just like turn them into something else if they could do that, which they can't, but that would be ideal. But then you have Pritchard and speaking of point guards, the Derek Rose thing pissed me off because they literally got him for free. Yeah. Yeah. The Celtics, didn't really that? Need, the Celtics didn't really need him, though, so it's not like... They don't need him, but it would have been nice to have a scorer off the bench. Like, that's... They don't need him right now, which is absolutely right. I agree. Because, I mean, dude, just mm-hmm. look, they've they've had Pritchard balling out for him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see. So I'm on Facebook. I know you hate Facebook, but it, it's entertaining to watch you get mad, so I'm going to read you some things. Uh, actually, some positive things, I guess, to in some sense. Somebody posted, Andre Drummond is a 6'10 center and shooting 43% on layups uh, in response to other people trying to get Andre Drummond. So I thought that was entertaining. Uh, the Andre Drummond people I don't get. I don't think Andre Drummond would help the Celtics too much, but, you know, whatever. Probably not, but, like, he could. Like, he would help with defense and rebounding, that's for sure, which He's is not something they lack. a defender, down. though. Yeah, he's not, but at the same time, like, he is a good rebounder, and that's something they could use to help close out yeah. at the end of games. And so is yeah. Tristan Thompson, though. He He's absolutely a good rebounder. And um, yeah. they don't play him at the end of the game, which is fine. This is not often that he's the best guy that day. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, we got Brad needs to play Taco Fall at least a few minutes per game. Uh. Yeah, don't really, uh, don't really know about that that one. Yeah, uh, probably not. It's probably not going to help. <laughs> let's see. Hmm, I'm just reading through these. None of them are too bad today, which is kind of. I'll tell you they're... what, Facebook people are really stupid, but they do like to read and educate themselves when we post stuff there. People always click it. Hey, except they don't take in the information. They just kind of read it and then still stay stupid. Give us a click. It's fine. It's wild, though. Like, it, the whole group chat I was reading, it was all, like, 4 for 20, 2 for 16. What is he doing? Kemba sucks. Like, ah, like, just complaining. Like, come on. It, it, it's ridiculous. It's all negativity. 
I don't know if every fan base is like this. It just seems like the Celtics fans are so toxic after losses. Oh, they it's are. They absolutely are. And I, I, I think every fan is like that. Every fan base is like that to an extent. But um, they absolutely are. You know what toxic I don't get? Hell. Fire Brad Stevens, people. That confuses me the most. Well, it's easy to blame him for things because they have a lot of guys that it's hard for him to be able to play everybody. All right, what about the fire Danny people? Yeah, those people are stupid. <laughs> no excuse. Yeah, no, they they are. I mean, the guy's really done just about everything he can do. Mm-hmm. He's drafted well. Brought in Kemba. I mean, they're gone now, but he brought in Kyrie. He brought in Horford. He brought in Gordon, like three all-star caliber players. No, oh. oh, man. It's, it's tough. Yeah, it's just... So many fire Brad Stevens comments. It's wild. Yeah. That's all I'm finding on Facebook. So, it's kind of useless. Uh, you got anything? What have you noticed? What do you want to talk about, the Celtics? You got anything? Well, let's talk about the the rumor, man. Like, they're trying to upgrade. Let's Let's talk about it. Yeah, we can speculate. Is there anybody that pops into your head when you hear that rumor? Like, that you want specifically? It just makes you wonder what they're up to because, let's see, they said they want to upgrade the wing and big man. So the TPE has to be, if they're they're going for a wing, I think that is important. You hope it's really, I don't want it to be P.J. Tucker just because is he really that much better than the guys they have? Is he that much better than Grant? Is he that much better than Shemi when Shemi's actually making his shots, which he has been? And he's old. Is he should, should he be taking minutes away from those guys? You need to bring – if you're going to bring somebody and you need to bring in somebody that's going to make a difference when you play them over guys that you could be playing because if you do that, let's just talk about Jeff Teague. When Jeff Teague's out there, we're always saying, oh, those minutes could go to Pritchard. Those minutes could go to Carson Edwards. But if he's in the game, he, they're, they're not going to them, and he's not yeah. making enough of an impact to justify him being on the floor. So what are you looking for when you when you think like okay Celtics trade? Are you looking for shooting? Are you looking for defense? Are you looking for both? What like what what are you thinking? Um, both. I don't both? I don't know, man. Shooting and defense, yeah, probably because that right. it's definitely going to help when Tatum or Brown drive to the basket. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm I'm just. I'm going to go on, you know, I'm going to look for players that are shooting well this season and that fit in. So I was just asking, like, you know, if we're looking for shooting, I'll sort by three-point percent. If we're looking for defense, I'll sort by defensive rating. But we're going to look through. We're going to look at some of the options. Um, obviously, Chris Forsberg, we had on the show last time. Shout out, Chris. Thank you for coming on. Harrison Barnes has to be up there with one of the top names, right? Yeah, probably. That That's a fair one. Mm-hmm. So looking at guys that are shooting at least two threes a game this season, right? Um, I'm also going to filter by games played. They have to play at least 10 games at this point, right? Yep. That's, I feel like a fair ask. Uh, Tony Snell. <laughs> All right, let's chill out. Uh, for Tony Snell. Hey, okay. So I sorted by at least two three-pointers a game, right? And I sorted by at least 10 games played, and then I sorted by best field goal uh, three-point percentage. Daniel Tice is the third name on that list. So just yeah, Daniel Tice is really right? good. That's what that's what I've been we've been saying. He, he's he's literally the best big on this team, and he he gets better every season. Mm-hmm. Shooting really well. All right, 
Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Lamb shooting 50% he's on still threes. still injured? No, no he's back. He's, he's playing. Shooting. Playing 25 minutes a game, uh, averaging – how many points is he averaging? I can't see his points for some reason, but he's shooting 50% from the field. Uh, I mean, he's playing well. He's averaging 13 points a game, 13, 4, and 1.5 and assists. I mean, he shoots 50% from deep on four attempts a game. So there's something. Uh, Wayne Ellington's old, but he's making a lot of threes. Desmond Bain on this list hurts. That definitely hurts a little bit. Uh, I wanted Desmond Bain. What else you got? Grant Williams is on the list. Shout out. Shout out, Grant Williams. Um, Maxi Kleber, I don't think... Uh, I don't know if Dallas would trade him, but he would be. It's not really up. somebody that you think to yourself, "That's who we want to play over our young guys." Maxi Kleber, yes, he is. What he brings defense, so. and he brings three point shooting. I don't think so. I don't think. I don't think it's worth it. Really, I would gladly not not, com- not compared to. I don't know. Good power. They, they have to be like that much better for me right. to be like. Like, it has to be a significant upgrade. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe, maybe it really is. But. Let me see. It's just tough to find guys that the other team would also be willing to trade. I mean, Al Horford, right? He's shooting well from three this season. See, Al Horford is perfect. But, like, his contract's too long. That's the problem. But he yes. is literally perfect. And if he they sh- could find a way to do it to where they don't screw themselves, I'm all for it. Because he's a great guy. He already knows Brad. He knows Tatum Brown. He was excellent when he was here. He was an all-star. He was uh, an answer for Embiid in the playoffs. If you put him out there, maybe you can put him at power forward with Thompson. No, I don't know. No, no, hell no. I mean, we saw how that worked in Philly. It's different. It is, it's different. It's a different how? situation. Because Embiid demands the ball. Thompson doesn't. Thompson, I mean, Embiid is the focal point of the offense. I said Embiid is the focal point of the offense, right? Not Thompson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's he is the focal point of that Philly offense, and he always has been. Yeah, I'd st- I'd still want Al Horford only at center, but he's shooting forty three percent from three this season. So you got that. Obviously, it brings the defense. You know that if you watch basketball. Um, what else we got? It's tough, like I said, to find players that the other two would also be willing to trade. Justin Holiday's playing well this season. He's a wing you can get from Indiana, maybe. Um, Glenn Robinson from the Kings. He's a guy. He shot well against the Celtics in that game. He's shooting well this season. He brings defense. He brings hustle. Uh, you know, you get him and Harrison Barnes in a deal. That'd be nice. Um, I don't know. I mean, you can try to get a John Collins trade going, but that's going to be a lot of stuff. John Collins would be great. I, I would probably do John Collins depending on what they want. Because you do have things that are on, on your team that are expendable. I'd have to imagine it'd be something like, you know, probably like a Tice or a Thompson and then plus young guys and picks, I would assume. So, like... If it's Thompson, absolutely. Maybe what like, young guys? Is it Langford? Thompson, the only young guy that I Thompson, really wouldn't want to touch is Pritchard. And I don't probably think Thompson, Smith Carson, I think would yeah, be... Yeah, it's fine. And then picks, like two or three firsts, maybe two firsts. Probably would do that, especially if you can keep them long-term. Mm-hmm. Many more picks do you really need? Yeah. I mean, another guy who's playing really well this season, P.J. Dozier. You remember that name? Yeah. Quality. He was NBA lighting player. up the Lakers in the playoffs last year for a quarter. Yeah. yeah, he's a quality NBA player now. He's getting real minutes. 
for him. Uh, Otto Porter Jr. from the Bulls, shooting really well this season. Big contract, but similar to Harrison Barnes. Um, shooting 40% from three, averaging 12, 6, and 2 this season. I wouldn't hate it. Be a decent wing off the bench. Uh, obviously got guys like Julius Randle up there, but I don't know how willing they'd be to trade him. I mean, Mike Muscala in OKC, you get him and you get George Hill in a package deal. I wouldn't hate that. What do you think? I don't know. Mike Muscala, like, this is what I'm saying, Jack. Like, these aren't names that are going to... Okay, well, Sam, your expectations are too high, then. I hate to tell you. And don't trade anybody. All right. That's what I'm saying. If you're going to trade somebody, it's going to be worthwhile. It's not... You're not going to find many trades, because the issue is that... If the player is playing as well as you expect them to be playing to get minutes over people in the Celtics, then the team's not going to want to trade them. That's fine. Or you find a team that is bad, that will. Like who? Literally like OKC. Um, I mean, you could say Dallas, but they have potential to go up. It depending on how I don't think I don't know if Miami would trade with the Celtics and I don't know if there's anybody on Miami I would even want. But these are teams. I don't, teams, I don't think I'm they'd saying. trade because they're they're like their record is bad, but they're not a bad basketball team. Like they're good. That's for what I'm saying. If it if it continues, you know, if it keeps if it persists, then maybe I still don't think they'll be selling though because they'll be good next year if they continue this path. I mean, the Knicks are decent in terms of what they're usually like. Um. Mm-hmm. Off the top of my head, I can't really think. Let's see. So Who else you... is bad? Chicago's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, get... Detroit's bad. Yeah. All right. So Detroit. If you're looking at Detroit, you're looking at guys like okay, Blake Griffin. No, Delon. Contracts up at the end of the year, right? Not that I really would be interested in Blake Griffin, but you never know. Guy's on a miserable team. Do you think he's really that motivated to play hard every game? Right? If you really yeah. think about it, I'm not saying it's the best idea or anything, especially yeah. if his contract isn't up after the season. Blake Griffin's shooting horribly from the field this season. Jesus Christ. Probably because he doesn't give a shit. No, I'm telling you, like, if he if he was on a contending team, he'd be playing harder. That or maybe he, maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he doesn't. But if he was on the Celtics, per se... I'm not. I'm not saying that I want Blake Griffin. I really. I don't think it's that great of an idea. Yeah. You never know, is what I'm saying. You don't. You well, never know. If you're talking I, I wouldn't, Pistons, it's either him or Delon Wright. I wouldn't mind Delon Wright, but that's just another guard. So I don't know. I mean, realistically, you could trade for Grant. He's in the range of the TPE. There's no shot the Pistons give up Grant. Why wouldn't I, they? Clears he, cap space for them. Bro, they just really signed. They just guy? signed him. Yeah, but do you really want to be paying that fucking guy? Yes. Here, are you kidding me? That's a steal the of a contract. That's a steal, steal of a contract. contract. It's a steal of a contract if you're a contending team. You're no, just wasting your money. No, what is what, no. what? What benefit does it do for your team to have him on your Bro, team? Bro, if I'm a contending team, there's no shot in hell I'm paying Jeremy Grant twenty million dollars. That's why the Nuggets let him go. Would you, would you, if you're the Celtics, would you play Jeremy Grant $20 million? With the TPE, yes. Without it, no. Dude, exactly. Without it, no. So he's not going to be the same player here that he would be in Detroit by any means. Fine. That's fine. So you'd still pay him $20 million. Small doses. 
I don't think the Pistons would give up on him though, because he's their he's their best player. He's playing an All Star level. Why would they trade a guy playing at an All Star level? If that guy is your best player, you're not going to win. Yes, but Sam, you're so used to being the Celtics, like winning basketball. Just because not every team thinks in terms of okay, it's either championship or bust. If I'm trading, if okay. I'm not so if you're the Pistons. Do you want to win games, Jack, or do you want to tank if you're the Pistons? I, I, I if I was, obviously. If you're the Pistons, do you want to win games or do you want to tank? Sam, if I'm an NBA team, I want to win games. That's how fucking basketball works. From a fan's perspective, obviously you say they want to tank. But if I'm an NBA team, they're going to want to try to win games. That's how shit works. No, it's not. If, yeah. you're, if you're a bad team in the NBA, there are legitimately, and I'm not saying it's the right thing to do because I think tanking is bad for the game. I agree with you. But if, if you are the Detroit Pistons and you are not a contending team, you don't have a chance to make the playoffs and make noise in the playoffs if you make the playoffs. Why, by any means, would you want to contend or, or try and win? Because that's basketball. Because you just – like that's the point of basketball. It's basketball, Jack, but that's not the NBA. Sam, you're thinking like it's fucking 2K, dude. No, I'm not. Dude, yes. literally the Sixers did that. The yes. Sixers legitimately wanted to lose games. That's a real thing. Yeah. Teams legitimately look, look at we were talking about this with Chris on Friday. We were talking about the Kings. When they didn't have their draft pick, there is no motivation for them to lose games. After a certain point, you see teams throwing the towel to try and tank so they can get a better draft pick. Sure. Do I think it's the right way to go about it as a as a competitive league, no. But that is how teams think about getting better. They there say is if no we chance lose, the Pistons trade Jeremy Grant. Why they? He's the best player on their team. He can be the best player on the team moving forward. And even if he's not the best player on a championship team, he can be a big piece of that team moving forward. So why would they trade him? I don't know. I just feel like you can get something better, or or you could just have the cap space. You don't need to be paying somebody that money. But then. Then to your point, even, what the fuck are they using that cap space for if they're not a good team? What's the point? They have it. If you have cap space, it gives you an opportunity to become a good team. Just look at the Nets. Granted, Detroit is a different place than New York. (laughs) But still, man, like if dudes want like to win, if if you got disgruntled people, like when's Bradley Beal's – oh, he's he's, uh, under contract for a while. Yeah, and he wants to – But there are dudes that like get disgruntled and then like – that that can just be a destination, maybe not this year, in the future. They have cap space. Dudes are friends. They're like, dude, let's go like sign here. We can all get paid and win. Why not? There's no the, the league is changing. I'm not even arguing about Grant anymore. I'm just saying like this is this is why you might do something like that. Because it's more of a players league rather than the teams league now. Those players don't give a shit about your team. Durant, Harden, Kyrie, they don't give a fuck about the Nets. They want to win. That's why they all join forces. They all want to play together and make money so they can win. You don't see – literally look at fucking what Harden did to the Rockets. He literally said, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to be my best unless you trade me. Mm-hmm. That, that shouldn't be allowed, by the way. I don't know what the NBA can do to curb that, but they need to cut that shit out. There's nothing they can do. It's a player's league now. It shouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, that's just how it is. And I, I don't think you disagree with that. It's just, no, dude, yeah. the team, if, if you have a fucking job, 
then you fucking do what they tell you. You don't say promote me or I'm not going to work or <laughs> or transfer me to a different branch or I'm not going to work. Like, no, they just fire you. Yeah, you just get the, but that the the difference is they can't. I'm not arguing with you here that I I dislike that. Like, obviously that's fucked. But the difference is, I feel like yeah, like, he's if, such if, a good if, player. He can do that. Exactly, I understand exactly. Yeah, I'm telling but you, no, if I was like, Houston, if I was who, it's not Maury anymore. Whoever their GM is now, yeah, literally, I would have called, I would have called Sacramento. I would have called Detroit. I would have called Chicago. I would have called who else is like a fucking bottom feeder team, man. Uh. Not OKC. Phoenix anymore. I would have called OKC. I would have called. Oh my God! Like Orlando. Then the issue there is, the issue there I is those teams I would have called Washington. Really, those teams don't want Harden, right? At that point. So it's like I, it's just hard at that point. And uh, I'm not disagreeing with you in the sense that like it's obviously shouldn't be a players' league in that sense. It's just like Harden. Like you can't trade him to those teams like the Kings because they don't want to fuck up their future for a guy like Harden who won't be good for them so really they Harden made it so the rockets only had two options realistically because all the other teams in the league were like okay well why would we trade for a guy that's just going to want to leave here so like i understand why the net why the rockets did what they did because james harden put them in a spot where they couldn't do anything else right so which is fucked i'm not disagreeing with you in that sense it's like he shouldn't be able to do that it's just like that's how it is, man. I I don't really see any way around it at this point, right? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I I hate that. That's a thing. I yeah. really, really do. I hate it. it. Like, what could the the league put in place to combat it, though? Right? Like, realistically, you can't like dump on the players that much because it's a players' league. Like, and not you can you can dump on the players. That guy's an asshole. He well, should not, not even, be getting. He should not be getting rewarded for being an asshole. Not even a players' league in the sense that, like, they can do what they want. But it's a players' if you're a GM, league. In the, dude, just stop being a pussy and like literally tell him no. Like, no, you can't do that. I'm not trading you. you he's literally under contract for mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Yeah. But then he can. It's just not stop even playing. like he's going to be a free agent, and he can threaten that he's going to walk. Dude, you have three years left on your contract. You shut your mouth. You either don't play basketball and don't get paid. They don't give a fuck. They'll get a better draft pick. Or you fucking play. I mean, at least they got some value out of Harden, I guess. Because, like, realistically speaking, from a team's perspective, like, yeah, it's a shitty position. But would you rather have a guy who's not going to try? Or would you rather have, what, eight draft picks they got? And, like, a couple decent players that will yeah, try they immediately. Draft picks. So they, they got a shit ton of draft picks. And and Victor Oladipo too, who's playing well, and they can flip him into something better, which I've heard they're trying to do. So, I mean, all in all, it's not the worst deal that the Nets could have gotten, or the Rockets could have gotten, and and the Nets are kind of mid right now. Not gonna lie, right? They're kind of well, they'll be fine. I'm not. Yeah, like obviously when the playoff time they get in the playoffs, they'll be fine. Yeah, but right now that defense looks concerning. Do I think it'll be concerning in the playoffs? No, but right now it's it's not great. So. We'll see how that turns around eventually, but uh, but yeah, I mean, with that, I think I'm all set. I don't have anything else I wanted to bring up specifically. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted. To, I mean, D Rose to the Knicks, we can mention, I guess, uh, somewhat of a significant move. I know you mentioned it briefly earlier, but I don't really see that affecting anything too much. Maybe the Knicks make the playoffs now. 
right? Like, I mean, they got deeper. They have more of a yeah. bench, but it doesn't make sense because everybody's been going nuts about the quickly guy. They've been Quickly's saying how been great. great great he is. Been great. And they're not even and starting then, him, I don't think. Yeah, so I don't know. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, you got more they, bench scoring. They literally get him for free. Like, that's, that's what upsets me. Dude, yeah. they literally gave up, like, nothing. Would you have traded Carson in a second rounder? Is the Pope Catholic? Yeah, I would. <laughs> Dude, that's yeah. like bench score, a former MVP, somebody that's been deep in the playoffs, a, a really great player overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah, like, it's just, I don't know. I think the Celtics are more in a market for a wing or a power forward. I agree. Whatever, so. I agree. It's not a need. Yeah. It's yeah, not really something you need at all. Which sucks because last year I would have all in on that. Yeah, yeah. And it was something I was interested in last year. I was like, damn, they really should try and go get D Rose because that guy's a really good bench score. That's exactly what they needed. Mm-hmm. Remember when they tried to get Christian Wood last year? How nice would that be right now? Christian Wood's a beast. That's another yeah. thing, dude. Like the Pistons, like why would they not have traded yeah, him? Because they lost him for nothing. Yeah, I don't get that either. Remember we were just arguing, Jack, about, like, teams do things, like, for a reason? Like, dude, yeah. that didn't make any sense. Like, yeah, it's, that, it's, that's, how, that. that's how it that is, one, man. Like, they just do that stuff that doesn't make any sense. That that one was, like, that didn't make sense because they didn't trade him and then they let him walk. That's what confused me more. So, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the Pistons are doing in that sense. But, uh, but yeah, man, I don't know. Hopefully Celtics can start to close out games. I think that's the, <laughs> the uh, what's it called? The overarching. You know, topic of today. You got Utah tomorrow. I think I, I'm do. telling you, Jack. They're gonna come to play tomorrow. You All fucking right. watch. I'll believe you. I hope they're Jaylen gonna Brown's get up back. for it. I hope it's if, especially if Jalen Brown's back. They're gonna be up mm-hmm. for it. All right, I'll, I'll hold your word to that. Hopefully, the Celtics can. You know, the thing about back. Utah is, well, here's the thing. It's probably gonna be a rough game for Kemba. I mean, the man's been getting blocked left and right. He's playing Gobert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Derek Favors. They have Favors now too. So. Bodies. They got him back. Isn't that funny? He was there forever ago. Yeah, he was there. Then he went to New Orleans for a year. And then he's like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm going back. Uh, and yeah, I mean, they're good now. I'm not saying favors was the key to that by any means, but definitely made them deeper. Uh, yeah, Celtics versus Jazz tomorrow. Uh, thank you guys for listening to us talk. Uh, I'm Jack Simone, NBA. Follow us at Bannertown USA on Twitter. And yeah, go ahead, Sam. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. You can follow Jack at JacksmonMBA. Uh, follow Bannertown at Bannertown USA. If you use Facebook, you can like us there. Instagram, you can follow us there. Um, I don't think we use any other things. YouTube, you can you can if you like YouTube. watching me and Jack talk. I think we'll just do them with guests. We don't just make you watch us talk. If we have a guest, <laughs> we'll probably put them up there because we're not filming today. Um, you know, you can watch us there. But you follow me at Sam LaFrance MBA. That's our show for today. Bye.